You can see what I just sent to Brian. This is just recent stuff. Everybody but, uh, have fun tonight. Yeah. And he's Wang Chung over there. Wang Chung tonight? <laughs> it's like it's a question. I don't know if I should Wang Chung tonight, but maybe. <laughs> How much Wang could you Wang Wang Chung? Wang Chung Wang. <laughs> you like you were close. <laughs> Try again. Take two. I don't think that white was correct. There's too many wangs and too much chung. How much wang could a wang chung chung if a wang chung could chung wang? There it is. There we go. Nicely done. Impressive, sir. You have to go slow. You can't do that one fast. Too much ang and chung. Yeah, take the wang slow. <laughs> take it slow. Chung, chung the wang slow. Chung the wang slowly. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and His Super Friends. I'm your host Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Andy Stoles. What's up, podcast people? Mike Bradley. Ah, oh, shit! I'm second. Uh, <laughs> it's your friend in the neighborhood, Darth Pool. Well done. What nice recovery. Yeah, I was not expecting second, but then I realized <laughs> Josh was still eating when you were doing that's, the introduction. That's and exactly I, uh, why Josh is going third, and Josh Zorch is here. Uh, I am finished with my dinner. <laughs> Congratulations. Now we can podcast. Mr. Movie Slut has a mouthful. Oh. Ew. Right. I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> well, <laughs> well teed up. Tombstone. All right. <laughs> or that's the title of his autobiography. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good memoir title. <laughs> mm. um, all right. So for this episode, uh, we're going to circle back to some casting news that we did. Actually, probably a couple of weeks ago at this point for Matt Reeves' Batman movie. So we have some updates. Um, now, before we get into that, you may be wondering why we're not talking about a specific trailer that dropped recently. And what trailer would that the, be? Exactly. The trailer that shall not be named. I, I was actually going to name it. The, oh, well, I figured so, but I was... <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the final trailer for Rise of Skywalker came out last night at this point. Um I've mentioned it on the show before. I'm in media blackout mode. I'm doing my best to avoid everything about this movie from here on out. And since I decide what we cover, we're just going to completely ignore it like nothing happened. So that is why it's not going to be talked about on this show. And to be fair to all the people out there that are wondering, if you're looking for spoilers, there is a complete uh, plot outline out there that was leaked. Jesus um, Christ. That I, I wound up reading. I couldn't help myself. I, I go down that rabbit hole when I see it. What happened to you? I thought in years past you had said you were trying to do spoiler-free stuff. I was. I gave up. I have no willpower. All right. You you and Paula can talk because she eats the well, spoilers up. I, I oh, sent yeah. it to her on Discord, but I didn't get a response yet. I don't know if she looked at it or not, but uh, there's several of the things. Like, I had read it before, and it sounded like, okay, whatever. And then several of the things that are supposedly part of that outline that uh, would make no sense to know about unless it was real showed up in this trailer. So, I feel like I ruined the movie for myself already. See? Way to go. <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe it's wrong. Even though every other fucking spoiler I find is correct. <laughs> yeah, keep holding that hope. Jesus. Keep holding that hope. Yeah, Paula tried to do the same thing to me that you did. She was like, I read something or saw something. I really need to tell you. I was like, nope. And I just why does she go to you with this stuff knowing that you don't want to talk about it? I don't know, but I just continually sent her the the uh, Dr. Evil Zip It meme yeah. over <laughs> and over again. Um. So Okay, so obviously Mike watched the trailer. Josh, did you watch the trailer? I did not. I think I saw the first one, maybe the second. Um, I just happened to choose not to i mean like the, the thing with me is no matter what i see i'm not going to remember any of it right by the yeah. time I, I i go but there is even with something that you know i could kind of take it or leave it at times um there's always that you know magic of not seeing that you know that image that moment that that sound you know something right. beforehand so uh yeah I, I probably won't go looking for it okay 
Andy, did you watch it or are you going spoiler free? Spoiler free. Okay. So none of Way you saw that like the Force Ghost Han Solo writing on Optimus Prime. I don't even care if you're lying out your teeth. I figured I would just make you panic really quick with something that is just completely not true. Well, it fucking worked for a second there. So until you heard Optimus Prime, you were like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" Trying to find a way to disconnect Skype really quickly so we can just go about our business. Brian just unplugs every cord <laughs> attached to his wall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the next couple months are going to be difficult, but... Runs we'll, in the kitchen, we'll tips through. his refrigerator over. <laughs> I should subtly, like, I'm making, like, the next, uh, our next RPG night campaign. I'm, like, currently making this. I should just subtly put in things that are spoilers without mentioning that they're spoilers. Just so that, like, he's he's watching the movie for the first time. He's like, where the fuck have I experienced this before? Uh, that would no, be don't do the that. meanest thing. Oh. <laughs> oh, you'd be as bad as that guy that you hated who put, was it something about endgame spoilers in, like, the Mortal Kombat forum or something you yeah. said? Don't that be this. That is wildly be. accurate for you to remember this far away from that. <laughs> but yes, that is exactly what happened. So. Don't be that guy you hated. Star Star Wars isn't really. No, I would not. I'm not actually going to spoil anything for anybody. I give offers to people. Like, I'll offer to Paula that I found that whole outline. And I'll be like, you can click this link if you want to see it. That's, I mean, you guys will be best friends for two months. You you guys hash yeah. it out. I'll, I'll reconvene come well, December 20th. I, I think she doesn't like to discuss these things as much with me because I'm so anti-Raylo that she... she <laughs> oh, maybe. She, she that doesn't... Because I, I just shut down the Raylo theories. Like, nope. I don't want to hear him. Um, That's true. I at least try to humor her for a little bit. <laughs> fair enough. Um, all right. So, again, that is why we're not covering the trailer. We will probably not have any more Star Wars updates, at least for Rise of Skywalker, between now and release date. Um, Mandalorian's fair game. Because that is going to hold me over until we get to the movie. So, we will definitely be covering that stuff when it comes out. First episode review, not long. Yeah. Um, all right, so to the news at hand, which uh, so brings us here what we're going to cover. Uh, Matt Reeves is, is Matt Reeves is, Matt Reeves is rebooting uh, Batman. Now, we talked about Robert Pattinson being cast. Um, that release date for the movie is June 25th, 2021, so we have a little bit to go. Um, so in the last week or so, Reeves has officially added a few new cast members. Uh, last time we talked, we had mentioned Jeffrey Wright and Jonah Hill possibly joining the cast. Jeffrey Wright seems to still be attached, although I can't find any type of official press release from Warner Brothers saying he's officially signed on, but everything still cites him as being in talks. And he did, actually, I saw a tweet, uh, Matt Reeves put something Batman-related on Twitter, uh, Jeffrey Wright replied to that in some, with an emoji, basically, is all he said. So, take that as you will, you can say that's officially confirming he's in it or not, or just fanning fan theories, I don't, I don't know, but... Either way, for now, we're going to say Jeffrey Wright's in it. Jonah Hill was never official at the time, only rumored, and now it looks like he dropped out of talks to star in the movie altogether. So he's out. Uh, however, it seemed like right after that news broke, it came out that Paul Dano has officially been cast as the Riddler in the movie. Um, Wait, was his role confirmed or just him? The as the Riddler. As the Riddler. Yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. Him, uh, also, now, they gave the Riddler a different name. I saw that. That was weird. Uh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, like, I mean, like, it's, it's still Edward, but it's not it's Nigma. Edward Nashton is. Uh, yeah, okay. they gave him Nashton instead of Nigma. I, I mean, maybe they just want to take it in a more serious route than Enigma. I, I don't know. Either that, or he changes his name halfway through the movie. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Or it's a, you know, like a pseudonym. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, some of the articles I was reading was saying that that Dano and Jonah Hill might have been up for different roles. So Dano might have been the Riddler either way, whether Jonah Hill joined or not. So if that's the case, then there still might be a role up for grabs that we might hear about sometime later. Um, Dano, I'm not like the, the name itself isn't familiar to me. He's got a pretty big IMDb. Oh yeah. Um, he was, he was really good in little miss sunshine. He was awesome in prisoners. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually going to bring up prisoners. a little bit of sunshine because yes. yeah, Andy, you keep bringing that movie up. So it was, it was funny that we just talked about that not too long ago. And then yeah, you've never seen that it? movie, and it's now I have not seen that movie. Holy shit, snacks! Little Miss Sunshine, <laughs> really? I yeah, I've not. seen That, that is one. a fantastic movie. Yeah, 
um, I think the when I was looking through his IMDb, I'm like, I know this guy looks familiar to me. What is he? What do I know him from? And I think what mm-hmm. stood out for me was Looper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember so, Looper. I think he after was like JGL's like other... buddy friend in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, okay. no, in, in, in the in the in the past. In his sorry, present. Yeah, past. yeah. Yeah. And he like he's the one that goes. Oh, what does he do? Like he he ends up getting. Uh. Like taken out by. The people they work for. Right. Because he, he like, to breaks breaks some role. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if that's if that's that the character right. I'm thinking of. Uh, he's really good in. I mean, wh- wh- where I thought most people know him from, if not Little Miss Sunshine, was actually There Will Be Blood. Yeah, that that for me is with the one Daniel Day Lewis. To him. Mm. Um. Uh, so, what do you guys think now? That he's movie. officially, he's officially in. What do you guys think of him joining the cast? Sounds like we all have a resounding. This is good news. Yeah, for the Riddler, honestly, I never would have thought of him. Like, he's never somebody I would have said, oh, he needs, Paul Dano needs to be the Riddler. But now that I see him cast as the Riddler, I'm like, that's kind of perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I could see him. He has a really good range of all the things I've seen him do. Um, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can just kind of see him in the traditional Riddler uh, outfit. And I'm like, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> Well, he's kind of like a tall, lanky guy, right? So I feel like mm-hmm. that fits what, what 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 you know what we know traditionally the Riddler looks like. He, yeah, he absolutely looks the part. Everything I've seen him in, he's been fantastic. I don't re- recall watching him in any role and having anything but positive thoughts about him in that role. Right. If I had thoughts at all, sometimes he has appeared several in several movies where he didn't play a major part. I guess is a good way to put it where he was kind of there, yes. but you didn't pay much attention to him. And now when I, you know, this casting makes you kind of look back on those things and think about them a little bit. And you're kind of like, he was pretty good at that, even though that wasn't big, <laughs> you know? And, and Yeah. That's why I think when, I, when the announcement uh, hit, hit me the way that it did, because he has, I, I'm going to take a guess that has somewhat electively chosen some of those smaller roles in in some of those projects, you know, if you look at something like Swiss Army Man, that's obviously, you know, co-leading role front and center. But like 12 Years a Slave, for instance, he's in like a small arc of the movie and you kind of remember him and he goes away. But like he has been a, you know, co-leading person. He's been a maybe not leading man in the way that we think of it in like, you know, the classic cinema sense. Um but uh, the choices that he's made on the roles he's taken the last, you know, m- many years, um, I, you know what, it was, it just occurred to me, I'm kind of having the same reaction when I heard that, um, oh, what is it, Jenna, uh, the chick that was in um, Batman Superman, and we all thought she was going to be um, Robin. Oh uh, yeah, I I can picture her face, and now I can't think of her name. Um, from Hunger Games and stuff too. Yeah, it's not Jenna Fisher. This is gonna kill me. Anyway, I, I I'm having a similar reaction right now, in that he's an actor who never always you know he doesn't always have to be front and center, a list you know name recognition branded person oh paul dano of course and i know you know he's not a george clooney type of right, uh, right, right. branded actor um and i think that helps in a, in a case like this it really does well you know his resume kind of reminded me of was your boy dave dismalchin oh really why is that like in what way just, well, just like he's in a lot of stuff not necessarily in the forefront but when you see him you're like wait i know that guy like That's I true. feel like I have this, and, and Dave both gets in the prisoners. same reaction. I feel he's got right. face recognition. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like it's yes, yeah. It, you don't know the name, but you know the face, and yeah. And I think Dave's finally, you know, your boy Desmalchin's getting time in the limelight now too. So he's he's making his name for himself. Oh, it's well overdue. <laughs> um, I General think Malone. we kind of 
That was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like we kind of talked about it last time because Jonah Hill was was rumored for the Riddler, but are you guys excited to see the Riddler back? Another movie with I'm the Riddler? I'm excited to see a serious take on the Riddler. I mean, do we know it's serious? We're all assuming it's serious. Do we think this is going to be Batman Forever all over again? Well, no. With this cast that we have currently set and Matt Reeves being in charge of it, I don't see this going that route. I mean, I don't know. I could see the... I guess I could see the tone of the movie trying to be serious, but I could see the Riddler going either way. Like, really camping out there or taking it really seriously? I feel like he's going to be a much more sinister Riddler. What's the general consensus on Jim Carrey's Riddler? I love it. I think think people generally took away a somewhat liking of him in that movie, but not really a great impression of the movie. Uh, Yeah, that's, yeah. So I'll, I'll say that, and I'll also say that I love Jim Carrey. I love what he did in that film, but I think I tend to prefer Batman villains to be on, like, Batman movies, Batman villains to be much more on the sinister side of things than that was portrayed. As a kid, when I watched that in 95, fucking loved it. Because he's he's fitting the tone of that movie. Yeah. yeah. Every yeah. everyone else in that movie is just trying to keep up with Jim Carrey. Yes. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones has no business being in that movie, but he's trying to ham it up and and be like Jim Carrey because Jim Carrey's over the top in that movie. Jim yeah. Carrey is the best over the top actor I think that exists. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or one the sole of them. reason I'll probably ever watch the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's. I, I will fair. watch it to see what he does. Yeah, and the rest is of that he... movie, I'll probably be on my phone. He's Eggman, Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, he's playing Robotnik, Eggman slash Robotnik. I think they're they're not technically the same, but it's they look close enough alike that you can forgive the mistake. Yeah, but yeah, for me, like I'm I'm torn on saying like, no, I don't like that Jim Carrey Riddler. Yes, I do because it's like it's a little of both. Yeah. I'm curious to see a version of the Riddler that is somewhat more along the lines of how the Joker was handled in The Dark Knight. In that... Oh, yeah. Okay. If you think about the stuff that all these villains in Batman's Rogue Gallery try to do, very few of them are just trying to be benign crime bosses and gain wealth and have stuff. They're really terrible people who do bad things, hurt people, you know, don't, they're very amoral, etc. And with with a persona like the Riddler could have, with a shtick like that, you could get really sadistic. You know, you could really push the limits of, you know, the morality of that character that you otherwise think. You know, if, if, if. If Think what, Batman he... versus Jigsaw. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, uh, I, I think what you could do is, like, what Heath Ledger did to the impression that we had from Cesar Romero and from Jack Nicholson, you could do the same thing with the Riddler, you know, with Jim Carrey being the initial... Well, and, and even what's-his-face from, from, you know, the old Batman 66. There was a Riddler in that as well. Um... I think you could absolutely find something that's like a real, you know, mind twist. And and given that it's, I guess, do I understand correctly that this movie is supposed to really focus on like Batman the detective and it's being everywhere I read, it, everyone just keeps repeating, oh, it's supposed to be like a crime noir. That I, think, would, I think, yeah, that was how Reeves described it at some point or another. Yeah, I mean, that would fit very much with this. Like the Like that is a detective villain. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that—that's what like a, one of the other rumors that was going around is that we're going to see several villains cast for this. I've heard and, that. How do you guys feel about that? Well, not if the rumor 
sorry, go ahead, Andy. Not good. <laughs> Generally, <laughs> I think that the more villains you have in a single uh, superhero movie, like it's not like a group of superheroes. It's not like the X-Men or, you know, like Fantastic Four or something. It's just focusing on Batman. You know, I think the more villains you bring into that, the more things can go wrong with it. Does I think, yeah, I think sense? that's more villains could work, but I don't know about like the first, like this is, this is the movie that's going to sort of redefine their Batman. You need time to introduce this version of Bruce Wayne, this version of Batman, how this universe works. If you are devoting screen time to 10 different villains, that takes away from telling your Batman story. So I would, I would prefer it, it is cut down a little bit and do more villains maybe in the second movie. Well, see what I had heard. And I think, Brian, we talked briefly about this, was something along the, turn, along the lines of The Long Halloween. Yeah. Where maybe we see several villains cast. We see Calendar Man. We see, obviously, the Riddler. Um, see maybe a few other villains cast that we maybe we don't interact with that much. But we bypass them in Arkham, and they come up again later. Like, they're still in... They're actually actively in holding cells in Arkham as Batman's walking through to speak with Calendar Man. Something where we see them in the background when we're seeing something like that. That's, I mean, I'm still hoping for this long Halloween story to kind of play out. Right. But I just, I'm thinking, I don't know why they'd go through all the pop and circumstance to talk about people being hired for these characters. If they're just nothing more than a cameo in an Arkham cell. Well, I don't think they've talked about it. I think it's a rumor that's sprung up. Right. But I'm just thinking like if, if if they go the rogues gallery type of movie, well, yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, like they're 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 for use later in the series. Yeah, okay, okay. But we just kind of so they're see play, like them. more of a trilogy type of thing, right? Or however many movies they want to make out of it. If they're trying to look ahead, I think that would maybe be an interesting thing to do is start planting the seeds for the other movies at the same time here. Okay, yeah, I'll buy that. It. Yeah. That would be preferable than to try to throw them all in the first movie. Oh yeah, if, yeah. if they're trying to use multiple villains as a thing, I don't, I don't want to see that. But well, we already know that apparently, like with his edition, we already know that there's two, Do two we? villains. Well, we have two confirmed castings. Yeah, so let's. I'll get to this. Yeah, we'll just move on to the second casting. So. Josh, I think you're referring to Zoe, right? I am. Okay, yeah. So we have another new addition to the cast, which is Zoe Kravitz. She, she will be cast as, or she is cast as Catwoman. Uh, reading the Variety article, it claims that it came down to her, Zazie Beetz, uh, Isa Gonzalez, and Alicia Vikander. All four of those women were up for the role of Catwoman, and Zoe Kravitz won out. All which I actually would actually. I would have loved to see Alicia Vikander. I really like her a lot. Yeah, she she was awesome as Lara Croft. So yes, I, seeing her go again that would be cool. But I'm, I think I say it to you directly. Like I love casting Zoe Kravitz in this role. Um, yeah. So I can't really say I, I wouldn't have liked to have seen Zazie Beats in this role. Um. Yeah, she was what Deadpool two and what else was she in? Joker. She was just Harley a Joker. Quinn. Okay. Okay. Um, and then. Um, Isaac Gonzalez, she was in Baby Driver. Oh, uh, her. Okay, her. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that was the one I did not know who that was. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, yeah, I, I could see that too. But I, I, I don't think they went wrong here. As to whether or not this is a villain, I would say that depends entirely on the interpretation of Catwoman in this film. Yeah, I was going to say, gonna I think, yeah, with. it depends where the story goes. Um certain interpretations that's the like she's not really a villain in Dark Knight Rises she's kind of an anti-villain anti-hero kind of thing going on she switches back and forth a little bit when the comics right now aren't aren't Bruce and Selina married isn't it a thing now it has been a while since I caught up with Mm -hmm. Batman comics I thought I, I remember read them. I'm trying to go like go the headlines that I feel like I've read recently. I, I thought I remembered seeing several different variant covers to a comic where they do get married. 
but I don't okay. know if that was like kind of like an offshoot. What if? Right. What if well, sort of, so many of mini series? Too. You know, so yeah, you don't know which one's the mainline comic line to you know carry when, that continuity or when they did the reset to the new fifty two. I was like, all right, they're on the right track. You know, they did that whole new fifty two reset for all their comics. Yeah, and it was just like truncating what was out there so if you wanted to read batman you knew detective comics and batman were the series to read and they've since expanded again and they're starting to have some issues again with splintering yeah but yeah if they're married in the comics right now that's awesome um but i mean that would chalk her up as an ally and less of a villain if they if they went that route if they're married i think well, I mean, that like if they're if they're planning ahead, as an ally. <laughs> that maybe they're planting seeds for that down the line or something. I don't know. Yeah, they, it, it, Catwoman's always been, like, as I said before, just very open to interpretation. So she's an enigma. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, if this is our with that one. <laughs> if this is our main cast and we don't get any other major casting announcements this is you know say it comes out this is going to be a riddler movie kind of thing yeah i would say you may see riddler capture her at some point for batman to save um yeah she's been captured by riddler before and batman has had to save her from the riddler before um I don't know. I also feel like I, I kind of, I don't know. I almost don't want that because I feel like that's such a trope. It is. It feels like, like an episode of like the Batman animated series. Yeah. Like I feel like they could do something better than that. Just have her be the damsel in distress. There, there has to be a reason for Batman to engage with the Riddler's puzzles. That's the big catch with the Riddler. Because if there's no reason for the Batman to engage in them and actively be solving the traps, why the hell would he do it? See, I'd love to see that very quickly the Riddler is smart enough to figure out Bruce Wayne is Batman and then, like, captures Alfred. Okay. Which we still don't have a casting announcement for. Yeah. That'll be another big casting announcement. Or even Gordon. Like, if Jim Gordon's captured, Batman would do that for Gordon. Batman would do that for anybody. Do it for a random stranger as Batman. But, But, I mean, for for us, it, it helps to have someone we know that's in Jeopardy also. Right, and that's kind of what I'm getting at is like whether it's Alfred or Gordon or Catwoman, I feel like that almost leads itself to where this has to go is somebody's caught in this trap and Batman has to go in, spring the trap, and figure out the riddles. Yeah. Although, like I said, otherwise, what's the point? Um, do you do you guys remember an episode of the animated series, um, where Batman and Robin? I had to go effective. I can't remember it, it in my, in my head, it almost feels like it was like an abandoned or old, um, like amusement park type of place. And it was kind of this thing of what you're talking about, where like, it wasn't like from place to place to place, but it was all contained in, in one central area, but it was like a gauntlet of challenges and puzzles and things that required you know, deduction and knowledge and it just kind of went from like one to another to another. Um, I would love to see something along those lines play out on, on, you know, like live screen. I'm I'm pretty sure that was also a level in the Batman animated series video game for like super Nintendo. (laughs) Nice. But yeah, I mean, that would be interesting. Kind of like the Riddler's fucked up fun house. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so you is, g- it's kind of like what I expect. I think just from, I think we talked the last time. Like if you've played the Batman Arkham games, I think Riddler falls into like that's where I feel like I'm pulling more inspiration from the Riddler at this point is those games and how he's portrayed there. Other than like the ridiculous mech suit at the end of all that, that yeah, is yeah. where I want to see this Riddler turn to. Oh come that's, on, that's spoilers! <laughs> Are you gonna go and do like the whole 240 or whatever riddles there are in Arkham Knight? Maybe. <laughs> I was gonna. Okay. <laughs> it was on my list. Well, you still get to fight Riddler in a mech suit at the end of it. It's awesome. It's worth it. But it takes fucking forever. Andy, I know Josh has it, but Andy, have you played any of those Arkham games? 
Asylum, ha- Arkham City, Arkham Knight? No, I haven't. I actually have the two first ones, complete editions for my PS3 that I still haven't played. <laughs> if you have Xbox Game Pass, they're the Return to Arkham for both of those games is actually there to download with Game Pass. Okay. It's on there, so... They're definitely worth it. They are. They I think are Arkham fantastic Knight's games. on there too. Like I think the whole series is there. So, which will take you a good while to get through. They are not yeah. quick games. I, well, the, fr- or, the first love, one is. I freaking love Batman, so I'm I'm pretty like excited to play him. But like, I feel like I kind of missed the boat. So you didn't. It's still worth going back to. Every time yeah. I say that and I start playing Arkham City again, the only thing with Arkham City is playing it in order. You will love Arkham City. Having played Arkham Knight with updated like current-gen controls and then going back to Arkham City, it loses a little bit compared to like the fluidity of Arkham Knight. But mm. it's still just such a fucking amazing experience. And all of them are like all three of them are very good stories. If you like Batman and you like a good Batman story, definitely play through those games. Okay. Yeah. I I, I, didn't, I never played Origins. I've heard Origins was a letdown. Yeah, I didn't play it either. Wasn't it like mobile only at first? I don't know. I thought they they made a game for it, but it was not the same studio that did the first two. It wasn't Rocksteady. Right. It was like WB Games or something. Yeah, they just used the name because they owned it. And they were like, let's try and sell shit. It was taking too long to make Arkham Knight, so they're like, we need another Batman game out to fill the gap. And they just put that out there. But yeah, the, the Arkham Trilogy. Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight are all fucking fantastic. So, highly okay. recommended. So, bringing it back around to, to Zoe Kravitz, I read, I want to say it was a Twitter thing that uh, she actually auditioned for the role in The Dark Knight Rises for Catwoman. Okay. And, yeah, okay. and was told that she was too urban. <laughs> I hope that's not true. Uh <laughs> You know, like, um, ouch, that's that's really rough. I yeah. mean, for for me, like, I see Zoe Kravitz and I see Catwoman and I'm like, that's awesome. And then I think about it and I'm like, you know what? She could fucking play a good Poison Ivy too. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I, I could see both of those roles and I'm glad to see her as Catwoman. I'm just kind of sad that means we're not going to see her as Poison Ivy though at all. Like, it's, you know, it's like. Well, maybe these other remaining three women that were that were up for Catwoman could get Poison Ivy. Ooh, Vikander would be a really good Poison Ivy. I'd t- I'd take any three of those as Poison Ivy. I think they could all kill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see Zazzy Beats as Poison Ivy much more than I could see her as Catwoman. So I guess we'll have to oh. see how deep the Rogues Gallery goes with whatever they try to do. If if that you know pans out. Yeah, it depends on, like, Poison Ivy's all in how grounded they're going to make the universe, and this seems like it's going to be very grounded, so I would not expect to see Poison Ivy anytime soon, because that's really hard to do if you're going to take it seriously. Yeah. It's kind of like Clayface. Yeah, that's the main reason that I'm I'm sad that DC can't figure out how to not necessarily make a connected universe of movies, but, I don't know, how to... There's something about the Marvel formula that we just buy flat out. Like some of it is based in quote science that is made up, but a an explanation in seemingly scientific terms is given to us that we just accept. And the other half is supernatural, the other half is you know, just out of left field, but we, we just accept it. But we also, but we also accept that those movies are to use that word grounded in a way. Um, I wish DC could figure out that formula because I would love to see some variation of poison Ivy that, and Clayface, and you know, and some other villains, for instance, that don't seem impossible to believe, but that, don't also seem ridiculously, you know, cartoonish and silly. Yeah. That's the middle well, ground that I don't think they've ever found well. And really with, I wouldn't say with anything. I mean, Aquaman, I, I think got the closest to that. Maybe Wonder Woman, whereas Wonder Woman like blended like mythology with it instead of like supernatural. But I, so here's the thing. 
I would say for Batman specifically to fit into that universe and have those kind of villains turning up. Um, so, you know, oh, Batman has now dealt with Doomsday. Batman has dealt with fighting Superman. Batman has dealt with Clayface and Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze. At what point does that take the Joker to a completely pointless level? In a, in a realistic movie sense. You know, it works in the comic books because we can take comic books as individual stories so easily. Separated, even though they're in the same universe, it still works. Whereas when you're making this movie universe, you see Batman fight Superman in a fist fight. Even though he's in this ultra-armored-up thing, it's not really going to seem like much of a threat if he gets into a fist fight with the Joker. Or anybody. Because he did it with Superman. It's it just, I think it... Okay. It, it's just going to desensitize the audience to Batman's universe if he's part of that universe with them. That, that I agree with, and... and that's something I think you can walk that line and keep them completely separate. Like I, that's like they, I mean, they, they tried, they obviously showed that they don't know how to do that well enough. So if what we get is a, you know, good network of, you know, Batman related movies, I'm, I'm down with that. And if you make your Superman movies and they never play with each other, that's absolutely fine. Well, yeah, and I think they can exist in that same universe in the same way that we saw briefly uh, Netflix's Daredevil existing in the same universe as the MCU. Even though they canned that idea back and forth a couple of times. Yeah. I feel like Batman could exist in that universe in that sense. But if we see Batman fighting alongside Superman and dealing with these aliens and all this other shit, that whole grounded I'm a detective thing kind of loses its sensation in that sense if he's separated enough that he doesn't interact it works yeah i'm curious well i mean it seems like yeah dc's going for separated movies at this point i'm guessing if they are planning out a batman story arc over a couple movies that it's just going to be batman they're not going to worry about connecting to other stuff at this point i mean that's the last time it worked for them isn't it like yeah so and i mean i'd say they definitely kicked it to the curb like I've seen a lot of speculation coming out after the Joker movie that just sounded ridiculous. People claiming that Jared Leto's Joker was going to come back, but he was actually Jason Todd. And like the Joker we see in, you know, the last movie is the real Joker, and then he's Jason Todd, who's a fanboy. And I'm like, okay, but who the fuck is Harley Quinn then? Because now we have two of them, and it it just mm. there's so many holes to poke in that that it doesn't make any sense. So Jared Leto is just riffing off of the Phoenix performance? Is that what you're getting at? Well, no, what they they were saying was that, so Jared Leto's character would have been Jason Todd. Right. Who, you know Jason Todd's story. So they were trying to go down that path of saying that that's why he is all tatted up and weird and not, the Joker we know kind of thing. And it, it explains this or that. It was just... It was Which just they sort of, of... I mean, I guess I could buy that explanation in in that... Even just that those couple of movies because it sort of alludes to the fact that when, when you know, Bruce looks at the old Robin costume that's all... Well, no, because I guess it's it's spray-painted up, right? So yeah. Robin would have had to have been alive to fight the Joker. It can't... He can't be the Joker and then spray-paint it. I don't know. No, it, yeah, it's suggestive that that Jared Leto version of the Joker killed Jason Todd. That's what I took out of it when I watched right. them originally. Is that's Jason yeah, Todd yeah. was killed okay. by that Joker. Um, but it could go a different way. I don't know, but it still doesn't make sense because there's still so many inconsistencies with it that it's not. I mean, worth- I guess you could still. I'm just trying to spitball here. Like, I guess you could sort of try to retcon it and say that like, you know, maybe Jason Todd did turn into the into Jared Leto's Joker and then like after he snapped ne- didn't necessarily like die, but he went back to the Batcave and then just spray painted over his Robin costume. Yeah, I guess that's 
Not that it matters because enough. Leto's not even going to be Joker anymore. He's fucking done. So yeah, <laughs> it's not like we need to try to make this make sense. No, but if I mean, if they're retconning things, bring Joseph Gordon-Levin back as Nightwing, please. Um, oh yeah, I I'd would be okay with fucking that. love to see him as Nightwing. If we're gonna do things like that, just fucking go for that, please. <laughs> More JGO and anything, just yeah, anything. Yeah, definitely. Um, those are the only two casting news I had. I have I have one other note for this movie, which we can get into if we if we want. I don't know. Do you have anything else for Riddler, Catwoman, any of that stuff? This might be a very short episode. Um, I would just say they need to find the right balance for Catwoman, whichever direction they go. Because as much as I love Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, I don't want to see that kind of Catwoman again. Oh, yeah. And as much as I like Anne Hathaway's version of Catwoman is like the techie burglar kind of thing she had going on. I don't need to see that version again. Give me somewhere in between this time. Fuck Halle Berry's version. I don't even... Like I got through the oh, and turned on. it off. Um, <laughs> no, it's not that but bad. Give me, give me something in between those two. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> and I'll Andy, be have you seen happy. that movie, or are you just trying to play devil's advocate? Yeah, advocate? I've seen that movie. Who hasn't okay. seen the movie Cat, Catwoman with Halle Berry? <laughs> most, most of most people. What are you talking mo- about? Mo- most self-respecting people have not seen Halle no, Berry's no, no. Catwoman. A lot of people have tried to watch it. And like I said, get through a, a portion of it and then either completely lose paying attention or just turn it off. Um, it's kind of like Electra. You, what? You don't like Electra now? Jeez. <laughs> I've, I've seen Electra. I have seen that one. I own a DVD of Electra because it came packaged with a DVD of Daredevil and I got it just for the fuck of it for like $3. To be honest, I might actually own a DVD of Electra also. But... One, because there weren't that many superhero movies out at the time, so anything that came out, I was like, I'm buying it. I need it. And two, Jennifer Garner's fucking hot in that movie. That's fair. She's a terrible actress in that movie, though. I didn't say she was a good actress. You can watch it on mute. she was hot. (laughs) In that movie. I think she's a really good actress, but I don't know if she was directed poorly or whatever, but she wasn't. I mean, that was before anybody gave a shit about comic book movies. That was just cashing in on name brand recognition. But nonetheless, uh, I'd li- I'd like to see a well balanced version of Catwoman. Yeah, I'll that, agree to that. You know, has that weird cat obsession thing, but not to the point of like cleaning herself with her tongue. <laughs> like, I-, I don't want the Catwoman that rode the short bus. I guess is <laughs> the way that comes out. Um, I, I, yeah, I think they the, need that's... they need to find that version who is cunning and skillful and crafty and agile and sassy and, but yeah but then still still have that like i i would admit like i wasn't the biggest fan of the more like techie side of the character that they used somewhat with anne hathaway um but i did like how this is going to sound strange, just very bland, but like she's a good problem solver. Mm-hmm. She knows how to think critically and, and uh, apply solutions to situations and to tasks and to obstacles and to problems. That's the kind of like meticulous thinker that I want to be able to see without necessarily an over-reliance on, on gadgets or technology. Um, but yeah, not as much of the more like mentally disturbed side uh, <laughs> of of the like idiosyncrasies that we got in uh, Batman Returns, well, you can tell that like Pfeiffer's Catwoman is just a piece of Tim Burton's brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for God's sakes, give her a reasonable whip. That is a thing for Catwoman. She needs a whip. That's how she gets around. She's not. A fucking superhero. Like, that was one of the problems I had with Anne Hathaway's version. She just hops out of, like, a second story or third story window. And you're just like, oh, okay. And that Catwoman is not super powered. She is just very good at what she does. It's not. She's like Batman. Yeah, but giving her the Indiana Jones whip to get around, I I think is, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Andy, you have any final thoughts for. Either of those castings? I, I'm a big fan of both of those castings. Um, 
I'm it <laughs> besides the Robert Pattinson thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's looking to be like it might be a pretty good movie. And and you know what? He might surprise me. I I don't know. I mean, thought he was pretty good in Harry Potter and never saw Twilight. And don't want to see it. So, uh, maybe <laughs> considered may, maybe he'll be good. I actually considered going to see that movie Lighthouse that he's just like going into theaters this weekend. What the hell is that? Uh, just look up a trailer for it. I, like it's it's a new it's Robert a very artsy, movie. Artsy movie. J- just to just because he's going to be Batman to go and give him a shot in something new that just to see. It's with uh, Willem Dafoe too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right, so I don't. I have one other little bit for this movie that I don't know how much we'll talk about it, but I found it interesting and uh, was excited about this. But uh, Michael Giacchino has signed on to compose the score for the film. Is he the guy so that does anybody, Lost? He yeah, he did Lost. He did Fringe. He did uh, Star one. Trek movies for Abrams. He did Doctor Strange. He did the two Matt Reeves Planet of the Apes movies. He did The Incredibles, Rogue One. Jurassic World movies, like he's got a long yeah, resume. But you got to you really got to name something I've heard of. <laughs> you want me to start over? Because I, I think he wants you to start with John Williams' list instead, and they, they, he's not going to recognize anything that's not there. Yeah, it's, um, it's I just I just pulled him up. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, for me, the one that sticks out to me, obviously, Star Wars is Rogue One. I fucking love the Rogue One soundtrack. It's amazing. Which do you um, know how long he did that? How long? He turned that score. He he turned that score around in four weeks. I, I the don't original know composer well enough to know if that's. He came at the last minute. Like that's that's Th- last that is minute. ridiculously like, whoever, hard. Okay, whoever the composer was, I can't remember who the na- who was originally attached, but they dropped out and they just needed someone to do the score, and he popped in at the last minute and turned it around in four weeks. So did that change around when the director changed around? Probably too. In that movie. For uh, Rogue One. Yeah. So well, that, Gareth Edwards that, was always credited as director for that movie. Yeah, Solo's the one that changed. No, I, there was a change in uh, Rogue One as well. Rogue One had behind-the-scenes issues, maybe, like, plot. Like, the the third, the whole third act of that movie, I think, changed. But I don't think it had anything to do with the composer. No, no, I know. No, but, but he, I, he's, he's saying when those changes <laughs> occurred and they did all that, did... Did the first that composer say, I'm bailing, this is what a, prompted a, a lost ship, and then, yeah. I mean, I guess it theoretically yeah maybe that could have compounded maybe maybe the original composer had a third act ready to go and then they changed the third act so then he had to rescore it and then he finally said you know what fuck you i'm done could be whatever the case him leaving uh got us krennic's theme which is that's my favorite piece from that movie is krennic's theme i i love that but the music from that whole film um and Doctor Strange, the music in Doctor Strange is so good. Yeah, that's my one of my personal favorite MCU I really scores. Dig that yeah, that's one of the few scores that I honestly few scores at all that has pieces from MCU that stick out. Like other than some of uh, obviously oh, yeah. like Alan yeah. Silvestri's stuff. Yes, mo- yeah. most of the MCU music is entirely forgettable. Yeah, there's just a couple pieces out of there that stand out. Doctor Strange, the whole movie, like you can listen to that soundtrack, and they're just awesome. The theme, the theme for Doctor Strange itself is like the I, that was my go-to track for a while. Yeah, yeah, whatever that, whatever that instrument is, I can't because I can't even tell if it's like partially a string instrument or some kind of like organ of some kind. Yeah, that main theme. So anyway, I just I I happened to caught that. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm excited to see what kind of Batman theme he comes up with. Yeah. If he can turn into something fucking badass, I will be impressed. Oh, that reminds me too. He actually did he did the Spider Man movies, Homecoming and Far From Home. Oh, That's Gene Kino too. Okay. So he took something old like the old Spider Man theme and he turned right. it into something even better already. So maybe he can do the sixty six theme and Well he repurposes that theme for like the Marvel Studios logo for Homecoming. Yeah. You hear the the sixties Spider Man theme, but with an orchestra. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still sad we don't get that throughout the movie, but it's still pretty cool to hear. Yeah, it's so maybe we get something like that. Maybe because he likes that kind of thing, we can hear a '66 Batman 
I don't know, remix or whatever you would want to call it. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the musical terms are, but to Just try to use that as like a, a a not a sample per se, but use like it as a like a, a bed in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like how you get that moment in Justice League with Superman. Yeah, like you get that moment of it, and then it's gone. Ah, spoilers. <laughs> Wait, have you still never seen Justice League? Did we talk about this what? before? What? No. Uh, no, I haven't. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a moment you get a little bit of the John ah, Williams well, Superman the, theme. Ow. <laughs> You've it had happens. two years. Too bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too late. On that movie, it's way too late. No, 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 no. There's, I still need to see it. And now I, are, you, I, are you seriously going to watch now it? Now I know that things are going to happen. <laughs> I, f- I feel like I was under the impression you were never going to watch that movie. What are you talking about? I feel like you've said that on this show before. <laughs> it's on my list. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's number 862. <laughs> <laughs> it's right next to so your was, kiss. That was the uh, last thing I had. So anything else you guys want to touch on for the Batman? Not entirely. I, I actually find myself maybe a, a, a bit more intrigued by what might the like what the final product might be then i i think i originally was gonna yeah i think it's definitely coming together pretty good i'm i'm excited with every announcement they give us i i started out very opposed to the battinson idea um it it was it was not gelling with me since then i've like all the casting announcements i've seen so far the three i guess that we talked about here is really all there is i'm a lot more interested than i was before I've been wanting to see a more serious take on a Riddler for a long time. Yeah. So that alone is enough to get me really interested. The possibility of Calendar Man, the possibilities of who else might get cast, what else we might see. All right. I'm, I'm you know, much more on board than I was originally. Yeah. And it's one of those things, like, remember that, just, you know, keep in mind that this and... Suicide Squad are only coming out like two months apart from each other that year. Oh, that's right. We did talk about that before. Yeah. So, which one do you think gets pushed back? (laughs) (laughs) I Honestly, I don't think either. I think James Gunn has been working on his long enough. Like, probably, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to hit the ground running when Disney let him go and, and DC snatched him up. I thought they were shooting Suicide Squad now. Yeah, they yeah, are. They, they're either, if they're not already shooting, they're definitely like in pre-production, making sets, doing things. Like, yeah, it's like, I would absolutely, like it's got to be underway if they're not actually doing principal photography. Yeah, because Batman, is, obviously they're still adding cast members, and I don't think, I, last I thought I read was that maybe late this year, early next year is when they would start filming, so that hasn't been behind the camera yet. Yeah. Right, and th- this is supposed to release first, so this is two months earlier than Suicide Squad. Yeah, so I guess we'll see. Hmm. Um, so, so yeah, last so, call. So I think I just, I guess, I would just say any so far, you know, the new news has been good news. Yes, and hopefully mm-hmm. that's a trend that continues. Yeah. yeah, because that first news was. <laughs> I I was still okay with that first news. I I was curious enough to see how it goes. I think I think Josh and I were maybe a little bit more on board with Pattinson from the from the get go. Yeah, you yeah. I think you definitely were because I think we discussed it, and I was just like completely opposed originally. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Me too. I'm anxious to see the first trailer for this. I want to see what this this looks like. Yeah, it's a long way off though. So yeah, yeah, we got a while to go. It'll probably be well over a year before we see the first one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, okay, so this is. I mean, if we're not if we're like if we're done talking about this, but if yeah, basically if we're done talking about this. <laughs> speaking of when trailers would come on on things and and when they'd be available um do we think that episode nine would be 
the best time to debut a Black Widow trailer. Yes. Yeah. It's the best time to debut any trailer. <laughs> well, that, okay. If you have a trailer, that is, stick that it is on true. the front of that. That is true. Um, Especially Disney trailers. Like, there's going to be all right? kinds of Disney stuff coming out in front of that. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's not that... So, I... I I know the MCU will be strong for a bit, but I, I think it needs to refine its anchor for, you know, for people going forward. You know, there's a lot of people who are going to keep seeing those movies for a while, no matter what. But I do think there's a l- big portion of that crowd, a significant percentage who kind of came in late to the game, maybe caught up at some point. You know, maybe they didn't s- actually go back and see every movie, but you know, Infinity War and Endgame were such a which were, were such big, you know, cultural massive events that that's to some degree like it all got wrapped up there. So when you're now talking about a prequel to kick off the whole next section to kind of get people to care about a a, a big massive ongoing long arc again, um, I. If if they don't tag on to those people with something like Star Wars, I don't know where you get them. Like I, I think I, it's less likely. The only other, I'm th- I'm just thinking like Disney owned stuff, but Frozen two in November. That is that is true. I, I'm thinking like that is not, and they very well might, but I don't think that's for instance the thing that you rely on like the Super Bowl trailer, right? To be the type of reveal event like you would for a star wars or an endgame or an avengers type of movie so yeah may, maybe a um maybe frozen, i'm just thinking i think star wars i think frozen granted is probably for younger audiences but i think you still want to target female audiences whether you know whether they're young girls older girls so i think black widow might be a little bit older demographic than probably the younger girls that are going to see frozen but mm-hmm. i think you're still targeting younger girls it's a little far so, out at frozen though isn't it Not i mean that it's six it's months May. instead of five months so yeah to get a first look trailer like just a teaser trailer oh uh, yeah for just a teaser fine. and they haven't released anything like i don't i don't know if there was teaser footage at all shown at d20 or with d23 there's or, been or comic-con but there's been like posters yeah so uh, i mean like, I thought there that, was like, some not... some footage not a trailer but some footage I thought the footage that they showed was just the stuff that we already had from like Age of Ultron. Yeah, I thought th- I thought it was new footage. I thought I I thought I remember hearing something about her her and Taskmaster Master. Could have just well you know now I'm thinking about it, it could have just been like key art like a poster That's that what... looks like the two of them fighting. But I thought I thought I heard footage too, but maybe I'm wrong. Either way, the yeah, footage is not out there to my knowledge to even find it. No. So it's still behind closed doors if they showed something. Oh, yeah. They may have shown something to, like, a closed-door audience at D23. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, nothing that we happens can go out and find. Right. But there there might be footage that exists somewhere that someone saw. That's very right. possible. But it, so then I would say if that if that is the only thing that they've allowed anyone to see, the fact that there hasn't been any official public-made footage... It, right and we're six seven months out at this point normally that kind of and i know they had to like let the heat of endgame die off and and let spider-man have its time there so that it's not overshadowed by anything else so so suddenly but i would think they gotta do something fairly quickly you know fairly soon they can't let it go till like february i would assume star wars personally yeah i think i would see that as the point at which they put a full trailer on it yeah i think hands down star wars is your bet if they wanted to go earlier i'd i'd put money on frozen but oh yeah i'm i would hands down say star wars yes yeah if they they didn't want to wait for star wars frozen absolutely i think any movie coming out this summer is going to be in front of star wars and yeah any big movie like they're going to be jockeying for position to get in there like any movie that wants to put on a show like that so disney's properties obviously are going to get first go at it so. I'm sure the, the the I have a feeling the podcast we do before Star Wars maybe not. I'm sure we might try to do like a Rise of Skywalker prep or something in there before that. Um, but the, at least maybe an episode before that one will probably be what trailers have come out 
<laughs> this week because I'm sure there's going to be like 20. Yeah. Because not all the trailers in front of the movies are the same either because you'll get some. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're all going to hit the internet and YouTube right before the movie comes out. So that yeah. they'll, they'll all debut online before being in the theater. They're not going to save them for release day. No. no they're going to they be trickling out all week. Black Widow they might. No way. That, that'll be online the day before, like a, a couple days to lead up to to the movie release. I guarantee it. Maybe. Okay. Usually what happens, so I can't really argue that. Everybody doesn't want to get lost in the shuffle, and yet that's what happens. Is like every day is a new trailer that then over, like encompasses and overlaps the trailer before it, and it just it, how it, the whole week's going to go. And isn't Eternals coming out next year as well? Next is that the other November. one next year? Yeah, you might yeah. get like a brief teaser for that too. Just a, like just a very small snippet of some sort. Like how I'm trying to remember how Mar- Marvel marketed movies before. Do they actively tease two movies at once, or is it really just uh, we're going to yeah, push marketing true. for one? Yeah, they're probably just going to push the one. Because like I remember we were talking about it leading up into Endgame about how you hadn't really seen anything about Far From Home yet. Right. And there wasn't really any spoilers they would have really given us it they could have avoided all the spoilers basically yeah so well that's one thing that they cram themselves into is you know I, I know i've said this before about you know them backing off and giving themselves more breathing room but like in 2018 and 2019 they had movies in february may july and then march may july this like yeah, they, once they you took long breaks instead of pacing them out throughout the year yeah, like to some degree, but you know, if you have like when you're trying to hype Black Panther, but you also have Infinity War coming, you know, two and a half months later, that limits the window in which you can start your awareness for Infinity War because you don't want to overshadow the thing that's you know coming more recently and and sooner so i, I at the same time i'm pretty sure know. that model has produced higher sales numbers cuz if you look at yeah, like yeah I mean, at this the, point the whatever marvel two, is like, doing it's working yeah i was going to say like february yeah. black panther made a billion captain Mar- or captain marvel made a billion in march both led into infinity war and endgame and then you have what's the thing marvel i th- just with that example specifically marvel has proven there is you can put movies out in February and March and make a shit ton of money. I don't know why no one True. wants to do that. True. Everyone avoids those months still. Yeah, I, those months are really boring, man. I know. We need stuff to watch. <laughs> yeah, there's other things Luckily, to Kingsman's do. Kingsman's coming summer. out this month, so that's at least something. Or this year. Mm-hmm. Or Feb- yeah, Kingsman's in February, so yeah. that's at least something to look forward to. So is Harley Quinn. Oh, that's right. They're, yeah. They're going for DC's Birds of Prey going is for February, February too. Yeah. It's a good time to do it with no Marvel movie in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. True. No Deadpool, no Marvel, nothing. Uh, and just like that, we brought it back to DC. Congratulations, everybody. We did it. And I was just about to say, wasn't it great news to hear that Disney's going to allow rated R Deadpool? Is it official? That's what I, I'm pretty sure Ryan Reynolds tweeted that out. I would assume he would have the kind of the word on it but see i thought i read i, I thought from what i thought i read it was the it was the writers talking about it and i don't know if they i don't know i thought it was more like we hope this is what they'll let us do they haven't said no yet okay even Which still is, that's you know it's a good sign but yeah i mean it, i think disney is more worried about money <laughs> than yeah having a rated r movie in their repertoire or in their cat- library. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Well, that's the whole reason they bought Fox. If they really wanted to, just put it out under Fox, you know, 20th Century Fox. Don't even put the Disney logo on it. Just just make the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I think that's it for us. Uh, it wouldn't be an episode of the show if we didn't talk about Marvel in some way. <laughs> Star Wars. So. Well, yeah, Star-, Star Wars was kind of a given. That was part of the news, I guess, a little, little bit anyway. We always, I feel like we always find a way to shoehorn in Marvel just because that's what we do. Uh, so, yeah, check us out. Uh, we are now on Anchor Podcasts. We are now available on Spotify. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, follow, whatever 
it's asking you to do. You can keep up to date with us there, wherever you decide to listen to us at. Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook. Search for Bry Guy and Super Friends, or go to facebook.com slash Friends. You can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that stuff there. Uh, you can try to email us, uh, Superfriends at gmail.com. I will say, too, I actually checked this email address today. We officially have no email, so. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to, yeah, at years the same since it's last been checked. Yeah, I have. At not the same time, though, you made anything. a point to tell everyone that you don't check it every single time. I I thought for sure so somebody maybe... somewhere might be. A, I actually thought one of you fuckers would just send one in here and be like, "Oh, look at me! You didn't even check this from two years ago." Oh, dude, don't worry, it's coming eventually. I've been yeah, waiting on that like bomb to drop in there where there's like, <laughs> and I would make it something awesome. That would expire if you didn't look at it soon enough. Like, oh yeah, it's probably dead and gone already. So yeah, just something like that. So, something like fifty dollars off your next meal at whatever if you spend it by this day. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not getting read, not at all. Uh, but you can find us on Twitter at BG Super Friends. That we will see. Mike's usually pretty on top, even if I don't respond. Mike will respond to you. So. I have nothing to do, so when I see a Twitter post that Brian puts up, I will talk to people if you talk to us. <laughs> so, so talk to us. Yeah, we're there. Please. Uh, but that's it for this one. On behalf of Andy, Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time.